Well, hello and welcome once again to the kitchen table with Arctic Eric. This is something new. What does that mean? Well, new meaning I'm going to have a series that I will be releasing on Fridays. And these Friday podcasts will be the audio tracks from videos that I have recorded and put up on both Facebook and my YouTube channel. And the link for the YouTube channel will be included in the episode information for these podcasts. This Friday release is going to be testimonies that I have been sharing as I've followed the Lamb all of these decades. Uh, I hope you're encouraged by them. Well, hello again. Another beautiful day here. Uh, out for just a short walk. Got a chat coming pretty soon with one of my mentees. Looking forward to that. And then uh, after lunch today, another walk. And I'll head and pick up my daily latte. Continuing on the theme of my testimony, I want to go back to that day in July of 77. Probably within an hour or two after discovering, hearing, understanding, receiving the reality of God's love for me. Upstairs, I had the ground floor apartment. It was a two-story building. Upstairs in the same building where I lived, there was a couple. And they had invited me to their church on several occasions. And I found wonderful ways to decline. And that's okay, too. Well... I've had this encounter, I'm weeping, my eyes are filled with tears of joy, and I'm like, what in the world? So, I went upstairs to their apartment, very same day, maybe an hour, as I said later. I'm still crying, and tears are still flowing, and I'm knocking on their door, saying, Jesus, and Jesus, and and he loves me, and, and I don't know what's happened. And anyway, so they looked panicked, actually, which is okay. And they took me in, and they set me on the sofa. And they did, as many might do, they scramble to find their pastor's phone number. Well, the greatest invention ever given to pastors is voicemail. It went to a voice machine back in that day. And so there was no help there. So then the wife called her mother. Thank God for women and mothers, right? Pretty sure they were good Baptists. And her mother seemed to have a little better grip on it and said, well, you need to open your Bible and you need to let him read in Romans, particularly Romans nine, excuse me, Romans 10, nine and 10, verses nine and 10. So uh, with teary eyes, we're reading that together. And of course, I realize now that the event took place downstairs, but I did become acquainted with those verses, thankful for those verses, certainly believed in my heart and believe now that God did raise Christ from the dead. My sin was enough. 
he needed to die for my sin, that's for sure. Listen, if I'd been the only person ever born, my sin was enough that he would need to die. But God's love is enough that he would have sent him and raised him for my justification. Anyhow, so that was taken care of. I went back home, most likely slept like the baby I am. And the next morning I woke up and I went to work and I just walked in the office. I was working as the assistant to a regional manager and I was greeted by two assistant regional managers who looked at me and said, did you get religion? And I said, I don't know what I got, but I know this, God loves me. And they said, yep, you got religion. Then that evening after work, we all piled into one car and they were gonna give me a ride. So they decided to stop at a place that we used to stop at regularly after work. And you know, they wanted to go in and I had no desire to go in that place again. God had done so much. I mean, he took away my desire to smoke and years before there was a healing and he had taken away my anger. And I came to discover that not only take those things away, but he took away the desire to do things of which I'm now ashamed. But so I comfortably sat in the back of the car and the boys went in and I now know it was just their consciences, I guess, or I assume. And they came back out to the car and said, we'll take you to your car. And I was like, okay, I didn't judge them. It didn't make any difference to me if they went in that place. But God had done something deep, something radical, a deep change in my life. And day by day, I saw attitudes and thoughts and habits, patterns of thought that they were just changed. I didn't do anything. One thing that happened was I became a Bible junkie. I could not put the Bible down day in and day out, week in and week out. If I wasn't working, I was in the Word of God. Oh, it was just so alive and real. It's still alive and real, and it's still speaking today. And that went on for about six months with this Bible alone. But during that six-month time, I want to be nice about this. Those two boys, I felt like might have conspired against me, but just like with Joseph being thrown in a pit, it's what God wanted. So I got demoted. Yep. And I got sent to a faraway country, not really, to another state. And in that state, I ran into some business guys that belonged to a group called Full Gospel Businessmen's Fellowship International. Huh, that was kind of cool. And they invited me early in 78, after going to Florida, to join them for the state convention. Okay. And it was there that I heard a number of preachers preach and share and talk, and particularly about this person called Holy Spirit. 
Didn't have a clue. I understood about Jesus, that he loved me, that God loved me and Jesus loved me. Well, God, who is sovereign, knows what he's doing. Shortly after that, let's see, how long after that? That was the beginning of 78. Yeah, okay, so I was there in uh, Florida from early 78 until the autumn of 78. Among other things, uh, I helped a family with a family-owned business. I worked uh, on a Christian station, had the morning show. That was a lot of fun. And then God used the company to move me again. However, I was re-promoted to a district manager and moved to Texas. And it was the very same Texas, the very same city, where one of the speakers had been at earlier in 78 at that Full Gospel Businessmen's Conference. And so when I got there, I figured, well, that, that's where I need to, to go to church. Ended up studying five years at their Bible Institute classes. Anyway, it was there in the autumn of 1978, newly saved, was saved in mid-77, so this is like, what, a year and a half. And in this church, very mission-oriented church, they had a large world map. And if we came early to the service, something that I often did, the pastor would encourage us to reach out a hand toward the world map and ask the Holy Spirit for a country to pray for. I thought, well, I can do that. And the only thing I heard on the inside of me was Sweden. And it's like, Sweden, I'm not even sure I know where that is, but I know it's north of Europe somewhere, northern Europe, north of Frankfurt, whatever. So I just prayed. Continued to pray, not only in the services, but during the day. Stayed in the Word and prayed for Sweden. Didn't know what a missionary was, but uh, that was okay also. I understood mission. I understood sharing Jesus with people. So that was good. And uh, between the autumn of 78 and 1986, the spring, those eight years, I prayed for Sweden. And God confirmed several times to continue to pray for Sweden. He showed me and confirmed to pray for northern Sweden. It was exciting. He showed me and spoke to my heart and showed me uh, step three of prayer to pray for all of the northern part of this part of the world, including Russia, Finland, Norway, and northern Sweden. Okay, great, no problem was enjoying business, was enjoying, quote, what the world calls success. I've got a Joseph kind of administrator gift. I got it for free. God gave it to me. I got to say, though, when I got saved, it got better. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, that's kind of what happened right after I met him up until the spring of 1986, when something else happened. But I'll share that in the next piece of my testimony.
You know, it's important that we share one of the reasons the Holy Spirit came, if we read the book of Acts and if we are those who believe the Bible and not just say we believe it, but receive it, that the Holy Spirit came to enable us, to empower us to share our testimony of the great things God has done. And that's what motivates me to continue to share these testimonies with you. Okay, I guess this is what? Part four. I guess it's part four, what should we call it? Part four, a few minutes after meeting Jesus. Okay, I'm going to keep walking. God bless you.